Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hey, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. How's it going today? I'm doing pretty good. good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good too, but it's smoky outside. <laughs> it is. And clearing my throat a little bit, little runny eyes, and you know, a lot of people are wondering, do I have a cold? Mm. It's interesting when we have wildfires, mm-hmm. which a lot of the places in the world are way worse than us than an evacuation <laughs> stage. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, and, you know, we actually have pretty clean air most of the time, and a lot of the world has, like, terrible air, so it's really nice not to have this all the time, that's for sure. You've been to India where you spoke Mm. about how Mm. there's a lot of these fires, smoke is the atmosphere a lot. Yes, it's one of those experiences where you're experiencing this pollution and you have to kind of get used to it I guess mm-hmm. it's not something you really want to get used to but you have to learn to live with and yeah it's not good for you that's yeah. for sure it's not good for you so what do you need to do just buy a bunch of lung sprays <laughs> from the herbologists and like I don't know <laughs> it's funny you know we had Natasha my wife got pregnant for the first time when we were in India so you know first pregnancy father and I was in the apartment I was kind of following her around with the air purifier. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, you do what you can, right? Yeah, and think about everybody going out and buying gas masks. Mm. <laughs> Probably do it now while they're still affordable yes. <laughs> before the earth starts burning enough. You know, everybody's wearing oxygen tanks. Yes. Oh. Isn't that morbid? <laughs> Is that what we want to talk about today? Oh, hopefully we don't go there, but you never know, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I really yeah. don't. I'm curious about all of those movies where mm. it's the big apocalyptic style yeah. world. And yeah. of course, that's possibly prophecy yes what is ahead when they give us the doom and the gloom from Greenpeace mm-hmm. everybody's been like okay I'm turning you off now yeah I'm done I hear enough <laughs> of that I'm trying to uh, just live below <laughs> stop it okay we'll stop it we actually have a better topic oh, that's <laughs> so yes. Cyrus you and I today are going to talk about learning to trust mm-hmm. yes oh. yeah we have to learn to trust that's a big deal yeah Learn to trust yourself mm, mm-hmm. first could mm-hmm. help you to mm-hmm. build trust for someone else. Yeah. If you know what trust mm-hmm. feels like. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the trust of others and trust of ourselves is very connected. I mean, when you talk to somebody who's had a really big injury from another person, the first thought is, wow, I can't trust people. And then the second thought, which comes often quite quickly, is... I can't trust myself. I can't trust myself to be able to know who to trust Mm -hmm. and who to not trust. I can't trust myself to keep myself safe, to make good decisions. And that's difficult, you know, when you've been trying to understand. And you can see it when it crops up when people are making decisions in the future. Like, oh, who should I be with or what kind of relationship should I build? And then all of a sudden they have this, like, well, it feels right. feels like a good, but that's how it felt last time. And can I trust my... Your instinct. My instincts, yeah. Did you grow an instinct, or mm. is it a feeling that is not a faithful, good feeling? Right. Because you can learn to trust something in yourself that isn't reliable. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you're building false mm-hmm. examples for yourself to follow. Yeah. And so, what is reliable? Like, how do I even know? Yes. You know. 
Oh, it's such an important thing. And, you know, there's, there's some kind of distinction here that's interesting. It was just today when I was reading about people who say that they can tell who's lying and who's not lying, or they can tell when something's fake or true, and they're very confident. You know, people will walk around sometimes with an identity of, like, I'm that person, oh, I know people. I know when people are lying. I know who's right and who's wrong, who's got good character. I can figure people out very quickly or figure out situations. And the research suggests that people who say that are actually the worst. There's a real connection between people who say that they're very accurate, them actually being more inaccurate than everybody else. And the people who say that they're inaccurate actually have more accuracy. So I don't think this is exactly what we're talking about today with trusting yourself. But I think it's a little bit connected where in order to trust yourself, one of the things that you need to be able to do is kind of have this, they were calling it like intellectual humility, you know, you need to be able to see your thinking and realize that you're constantly learning and constantly shaping. Mm. So maybe you can't trust yourself to always make the right decision, but you can trust yourself to be able to evaluate it, to be able to grow from mistakes, to be able to cope with mistakes. You know, it's kind of interesting to try to pick apart these different ideas because I think it's so important to mm-hmm. trust yourself, but that also might come along with this kind of humility in realizing that we're always learning. I love that. It's like a weighing goes on when you step back to look at a situation for Mm. yourself so that you're not just taking confidence Mm. as Mm -hmm. your go-to feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. I am reliable within myself. I know I have everything I need for this situation Hmm. but do you can you weigh it can you take it back and see what you have right and so what do I know (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know instead of like I am so sure yeah and then somebody gets hurt yes or you hurt yourself right and then you find out oh that was Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. coming from a good healthy intuitive place okay so intuition Mm -hmm. if I look at what that means I think of myself as a mother Mm -hmm. and I think about some things that were protective about Mm -hmm. my time with my kids when they were little. It's like I knew Mm -hmm. I could look out for things. I knew by intuition that I could protect them and keep them safe. And there was something that I followed that way Mm -hmm. that kept them safe. Right. And it was quite remarkable. Mm. There's probably stories that you would hear if you talk to mothers about Mm. what intuition did to save their children's lives. Right, right. (laughs) Of course, yes. Yeah. But where did that come from? Why Mm. did I have that? And I think that that's part of the root for that was that I felt a protectiveness Mm. and a care. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa, it's way deeper. Mm. I mean, I knew my children were in trouble when they were outside in the backyard. Yeah. I wasn't outside to see it. Yeah. There's something beyond yourself that helped you there. Mm-hmm. And I think people often have experiences like that, and they feel like there's been some kind of intervention, some kind of obvious and yet unexplainable push or pull or knowledge or feeling, and it can be incredibly helpful. Mm-hmm. It can save people's lives. People who, you know, who I've talked to have been in terrible car accidents who feel like there was an intervention. People look at it like... How did you survive? And they're like, I walked away. Never mind, survived. And there's actually feelings of presence or things like this. It's amazing what people have in their lives as they go through moments. It's interesting to try to think about that as part of our lives. Like, is that something that's a trick? Or is that something that's like, hmm, there's something there. Yeah, learning to trust. Mm. 
So learning to trust something there that speaks a deeper truth. We talked a little bit before about Shakespeare, how he had said, to thine own self be true. Mm, mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. how that's maybe not a good statement Mm -hmm. because you yourself might not have it, but then there's something higher. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the higher that actually confronts Shakespeare mm-hmm. is let God be true and every man a liar mm, mm-hmm. from Romans 3 verse 4 that says that it's like whoa hey it's so strong right it is strong because a lot of people really like themselves mm-hmm. and feel like they are supposed mm-hmm. to be true to themselves mm-hmm. and hey what do you hey mm-hmm. you know don't mess with that that's good that's a solid mm-hmm. thing be true to yourself <laughs> you know when you put up to thine own self be true it can feel very solid, but then you can very easily also ask the question, well, who are you that you're being true to? We go on our journey of our lives. I know for myself, I think that there is this question that continues to be with me as I grow and as I change. There's some basics there that I think have been very stable, but there are lots of elements of myself where there is this kind of continuing question of who am I? What is it to be true to myself? Because I'm still learning who I am. And And then you could say, you know, when you talk about that verse, I think there's an element of being true to yourself, but then I think there's also this reality of maybe you've been designed to be something and you're discovering Mm -hmm. as you go what that is. So it's like, we don't know who we are, but as we discover it and that design of who we are supposed to be or what we were designed to do and express, then there is an element of Mm -hmm. be true to that. Be true to that design. Mm -hmm. I love the word design. Mm. And I think about creators, Mm. people who are creating things in the world. So you've got these huge mechanical putting together a car. Mm. Somebody designed the car. They made a workshop to be able to build it with mechanics because they're making thousands of them. Mm -hmm. This kind of a thing. But somebody would put in a lot of heart and soul into the creation of that and then built on it from, you know, where the first car was created or somebody who does something small like Mm. in intricacies intimate time of creating with maybe beadwork smaller something hands-on and I think about the creative part that has the intention to make something beautiful and it's something that will serve you Mm -hmm. and that that is this heart of creation Mm. that is in Mm -hmm. everyone Mm. because it was made Mm -hmm. that you would be that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's who God is. Mm -hmm. There's a created in his image Mm -hmm. way of looking at life and thinking Mm -hmm. about yourself in that creative Mm -hmm. place that that was made for you to Mm -hmm. do something that was intended for beauty. Mm -hmm. I like that. You know, it's interesting. Only last weekend, I think, I was at my sister's place and she has created an art studio and as part of it there's a potter's wheel and when I was younger before I went into psychology I was interested in being a potter and so it's been a long time 20 years or something like that since I've tried to make a pot and it was a lot of fun because we were like oh we should try and so I was able to give it a try and try to get the clay centered and I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, making pots out there, but you kind of have to center it and you have to make the design. And it's a wonderful process to create. It's a wonderful thing to be able to think of a design and have an intention and then to see that come out in reality. And I think it's 
curious, fascinating to think of ourselves as potentially being on a wheel. You know, it's like, what if there's a place where it's like, to thine own self be true, it's like, I'm there, and I'm finding out who I am. As I'm being created, I was created, I'm being created. As I'm being created, I'm being true to that form. And how do you teach yourself to trust yourself? Mm. So it is a process, mm. and there will be falling, mm-hmm. and there will be cracks in the mm-hmm. clay and in the process and little Well, I could say it didn't go very well. It's been 20 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of yeah. fell apart at the end. and Yeah, I think lots of cracks. That's a good example. <laughs> yeah. Because it is life. You know, you're sure. going to begin with some of that. But if you stuck to it and decided that that was the craft oh, that yeah. you wanted to carry, mm-hmm. and perhaps there's been other crafts that you've decided to carry, mm-hmm. you've mm-hmm. stuck to it, and now you have something that's been built strong mm-hmm. in your creative time so there's a building mm-hmm. we're still in process mm. because you can ask yourself at what point are you assured you've mm-hmm. got it right mm. yeah and it's hard to know exactly when that is maybe it's never <laughs> maybe there's an element of continuing formation our entire yeah. lives you know but there and are things you're sure of yeah. yeah yeah i think you can have those kind of foundational things yeah. alongside the discovery and the refinement and I think that's exciting. I think it can be hard. Sometimes people go through moments when, like if I go back to that picture of the pot, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're starting over, you know, and it kind of gets folded in on itself and you start at the beginning. And I think people go through that too, where they have a difficult moment in life. It shakes some of those foundations and they have to kind of reevaluate. And it can be hard to be open to that kind of experience when you're like, well, maybe I'm not mm-hmm. who I thought I was. And maybe there's some things that I need to revisit. Yeah. And you are created with the ability to discern. Mm. So that's part of your process is the ability. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be opportunities to practice. Mm, (laughs) Can you be gentle with yourself? I always like to think about that when we're talking. Mm. It's like, because I know so much of our process Mm -hmm. is disappointment. Mm. Then the feeling of not wanting to seek out how to trust Mm. anything. It's too hard. Yeah. Yeah, if you've been disappointed, it's hard to start again or to redo something that's Mm -hmm. been done. One of the things that has happened to me is I've lost documents. You know, you lose a page or something, all the writing I've done, you lose something. I know that feeling of like, oh my goodness, I just finished all of this work for whatever I'm doing and now I have to redo it. And that was so hard. But one of the interesting things that I've learned that has happened every time is that the rewrite from memory, even if I've forgotten a lot of it, is so much faster and easier than the first time. So there is this kind of practice effect that Mm -hmm. takes place. And I think that can be true for our identity as well. When we have to make corrections, when we have to modify or re-experience or reform things in our lives, it usually is better than the first time we did it. Mm -hmm. It comes faster. It comes with more experience. And you learn to be patient with yourself when that happens, which is a part of the discovery Mm. process about your own life. It's like, okay, I've learned I can do this again. Mm -hmm. I've let this fall somehow. Mm. If it was a lost paper or Mm -hmm. something else lost or something that Mm -hmm. didn't seem to have worked out Mm -hmm. but then you have hopefully Mm -hmm. patience is the response you can give yourself Mm -hmm. to go through it Mm -hmm. again and there's going to be a process of discovery rediscovery right Mm -hmm. yeah the goal for trust learning to trust god's goal for us 
entrusting him with his intention that it's good. And if we can learn to let go of some of the disappointment, expectation, the feeling of everything gone wrong so that we can go back to the intention. Mm, Like that intention that God had in creating you? Yeah, because he didn't demand it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's where we don't need to be so demanding with ourselves. Mm, Right. Yeah, like we don't need to expect ourselves to be fully formed. Like we can Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to flow with that intention because he doesn't demand it. You know, sometimes I think about like, oh, what if this doesn't go well? Or, you know, what if I haven't really figured myself out here? And what if people see that? It's often this kind of idea of like, maybe that's okay. You know, maybe it's okay not to have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And when I think about those people who would see me not being figured out, it's like, are they they're not necessarily going to discard me. They're not necessarily going to feel like it's embarrassing or anything like that. It's just we're all being yeah. part of this process of finding ourselves, mm-hmm. learning about ourselves, learning about that design. And so the consequences that we sometimes, the feelings of fear around disappointment or discouragement or learning, it's often a mirage. It's not as bad as you think mm-hmm. to be in a place of growth. It's likely going to be a relief for people that they got Mm. to see that. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a relief and it's a judgment, then that's a judgment they already have within Mm. themselves towards themselves. And so then that's also part of the process is letting other people have their experiences with you Mm. Mm -hmm. while you're imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's all about building trust for the relationships, whether or not they're going to fall apart because they can't, Mm -hmm. they don't like what they've seen. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. join the club. I don't like what I've seen either, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm still in the process. But when can you have the confidence that you went through the process and you like the result? Mm -hmm. That's an interesting thing to think about, right? Like, is there a place where we can kind of, celebrate where Mm -hmm. we can kind of say hey I think that's so important I mean one of the things when you're like discovering yourself and figuring out who you are and becoming the person you're meant to be is this process of community that happens along that side that like we want other people to witness it Mm -hmm. you know that's where we have you know graduations and things like that where it's like oh this is this experience of becoming empowerment and it's a beautiful thing we want to celebrate Mm mm-hmm we like what we've seen in the design. Mm, yes, you can see it. You can see it yeah. take shape, you know. And it's not finished yet, mm-hmm. perhaps. And that's the part where you may feel satisfied you've gotten to a place. Mm. And this is nice. And I mm-hmm. like this. And mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. And somebody else is like, yeah, well, wait. Because <laughs> there's more coming and yes. you're going to learn yes. more and mm-hmm. differently. And then... Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can be gentle right. about it while you are. Right. <laughs> they yes. don't like where you've grown, but you do. Yes. And I mm-hmm. think that's okay to yeah. let other people not be happy with mm. where you're at. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think we need to be kind of accepting of the fact that we're never going to satisfy everybody. And that there's going to be critical voices out there. And unfortunately, rejection it goes so deep in us. And that's too bad. That, that happens but it is something that I think is just part of being in this society part of being around people mm-hmm. is that that's there and if you can be okay with that if you can allow that to happen and just not focus on it it's amazing what you can do 
If you focus on it, if it becomes enormous, it could produce so much, it can actually shut down your growth. It can shut down your discovery of yourself. Yeah. So letting go of the rejection mm. on you, even if it happened to right. you, mm -hmm. that you would be able to separate it from who you are in the moment to still look at mm -hmm. and weigh mm -hmm. what you've done. How mm -hmm. did the creation go? Mm -hmm. Did you learn? Mm. Did you fall? Mm -hmm. Are you okay with both right. places? Mm -hmm. And then are you okay that they're not okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so being able to handle rejection so that you can mm. learn to trust yeah. is good mm -hmm. yeah if you can manage that experience of rejection it's amazing what you can do in your life you know mm -hmm. it's amazing how free you become to explore and experiment and do things that you never thought you would be able to do because you're not afraid to fall so so much of our lives is cut off because we're afraid to fail and it's incredible I mean you can see it in some people sometimes where they're just not afraid and they can do so many things and they just allow that experience to be part of their teacher rather than their imagination which is what happens when you're so afraid your imagination becomes your teacher and there's lots of great things about our imagination but it's not always accurate and so uh, we can stop ourselves from doing so many things and I think being afraid another way to put what fear can be mm. is a god mm. it can mm. be your ruler mm. mm -hmm. so if you're looking to learn to trust then you're also wanting to learn mm. what to believe right and if fear is what you believe mm -hmm. that's where your trust is yeah that's a pretty heavy thing to say like fear yeah. is a god but yeah. Yes. It can be a ruler, mm -hmm. and that's not too far away, right? You know, like it can be something that you allow to rule your life. And if it says something, if fear says something to you, do you obey? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't say that lightly. Like there's a lot of times when fear is overwhelmingly powerful in people's lives and destructive, that there's a, a process to dismantle the roots of fear in people's experience. But I think it is important to realize that it can be something that overshadows everything in your life and cloud who you are, cloud mm -hmm. and lead you to not trust yourself and lead you to not develop yourself. And you can unlearn that. Mm, this yes. is the good news we have for you today mm -hmm, <laughs> related mm -hmm. to having taught yourself to mm -hmm. succumb to fear mm -hmm. and the control that is on your life so that you can learn your own intuition mm -hmm. so you can relearn mm -hmm. that that is something to let go. Reject, resist, mm -hmm. refuse, recognize if it's fear in the first place. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? Right. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, like, to be able to kind of move into a place where you're not afraid. I mean, one way, which I think is so important, is to experience this world through the eyes of a different set of rules, a different kingdom. If you're experiencing this world as unsafe, if you have a strong spiritual understanding where it's like, actually, there's this other truth out there that's more important than the truth that this world is giving me, the truth where if I fail, I'm still succeeding, a truth that I will develop through all kinds of experiences, even ones that seem overwhelmingly discouraging, then I don't have to be as concerned. I don't have to be as focused on what people are saying or what events have happened. Mm -hmm. I can actually live in this 
reality, the spiritual understanding that can become, you can have such faith in that understanding that it can actually uproot your fear. Mm-hmm. That's called grace. Mm-hmm. And it isn't of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have a gift of grace that you have been given, you can now give. So you have been freely given Mm. This We had mentioned Romans before about Shakespeare's words, to thine own self be true. But then in Romans it says, let God be true mm. and every man a liar. And then I'm thinking about how this gift of truth, of freedom, mm. that you've been freely given, this beautiful life of choice, mm-hmm. is also no distinction based on cultural or racial or sex. Mm but that we've all been given this Mm -hmm. gift of grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what a gift it would be, right? What a gift it is to be able to live in a different Mm -hmm. way, to be able to be empowered to experience the world differently. And some people may be asking, like, what is he talking about? And that's a good question. I think that's something to ask yourself is, like, how does a person who is in their right mind able to live in a way where the rules of the world don't apply and you can feel stable and healthy even in terrible circumstances. It's an amazing thing. I love that you said where the rules of the world don't apply Mm -hmm. because there are some things that are distinctively different where Mm -hmm. they're trying to separate and divide Mm. and isolate Mm. and their rules mean that I'm right and you're Mm. wrong and Mm -hmm. being able to use domination against Mm. a person to keep them distant where the rules of the world have this kind of language Mm. Mm -hmm. and yet that's not what it is. There is no distinction. There is Mm. no racial divide. There Mm. is no cultural divide. Mm. There is no sex divide. We are Mm. one Mm -hmm. and this is what grace is and this is what it does and this is now where you can actually come from this confidence Mm. that is where you can learn what intuition really is Mm -hmm. and that's what we're meant to be Mm. we're made Mm. in the image of god Mm -hmm. i love this one where jesus had said my sheep hear my voice Mm. and a stranger's voice they do not hear Mm -hmm. and so this is the difference this Mm -hmm. is the difference that it makes to go into this spiritual place Mm -hmm. and this life in the spirit yeah yeah makes a huge difference changes everything you're going to hear differently yeah yeah and it's nice to be able to be secure to be connected to be safe empowered yes safe uh, in whatever circumstance Mm -hmm. and that's the intended Mm. purpose Mm -hmm. for everyone Mm -hmm. for all of us Mm -hmm. we were part of a grand design Mm -hmm. yeah who we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Cyrus. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again, and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose. Hate song.